Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. Student leadership at OSU is always important, but maybe now more than ever during the COVID-19 pandemic. Caitlin Kirksey is finishing up her year as SGA president, and the new president will be sworn in via Zoom on May 1st. Caitlin and I spoke through an online app about the accomplishments she's most proud of, why she thinks it's important that students have a voice on campus, and we took a look back at the moment she and Vice President Kristen Ball decided to run for office. If you ever would, have, if you would have told me any time, even within a few months before Kristen and I decided to run, um, that I would be the student body president, I probably would have laughed at you. Um, I actually, I, I never really considered it. Um, it was the the week of um, the filing date, and my advisor called me, <laughs> um, and she was my she was the advisor of um, Junior Greek Life, the program that I was interned for at the time, and she said hey, I have a question for you. I was like, okay. <laughs> and she said, have you ever considered running for SGA president? And I said, definitely not. <laughs> and I laughed at the other end of the phone. I was like, no, that's not something that I had ever considered or, you know, thought about. And she was like, well, okay. And then, you know, we did the whole thing, pleasantries, and we hung up. And I was like, weird. <laughs> and so I actually, I, I coached basketball through um, the last four years, but I was on my way to basketball practice um, in the gym. You know, my phone starts to ring. I was like, what's going on? And of course I just didn't answer it because I'm in the middle of coaching basketball and it's Kristen, um, Kristen Ball. And she was like, Hey, I heard you're interested in running for student body president. Would you want to run with me? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And so everything happened really quickly because, so Kristen called me the Tuesday of the Friday that our filing was due. So we had four days to prep and plan and um, really get started and going. And And you get to do some fun things. There are times when you're kind of out in the limelight, get to do that, but you also just got off a call finishing up the budget. You know, what what are some of the things that have surprised you that you've been able to do in this process? You know, I I joke, you know, we've been working on the budget for the last two weeks. I took a crash course in accounting and that was fun. Um, so definitely this, all of the skills that I've learned, developed over my time at OSU have all been applicable in this role. You know, I, I got to be good friends with a lot of the other student body presidents across the Big 12 after we hosted the conference this fall. And we, we joked in our roundtable meeting, we said, you know, there's, there's never a day that is the same. You know, I have an alarm that goes off on my phone at 10 o'clock to set my alarm for the next morning, because some mornings I could get up at 8.30 and be fine and go to, go to my office, nothing. Or I could get up at 6 a.m. to go rush off to a breakfast or to have to go travel to the city or something crazy, you know, and... <laughs> there's two things that always happen every single day when you're a student body president. You answer emails and you go to meetings and everything else is up for grabs just because you never know what's going to happen. A student walks into your office and they're like, I have a student concern. And I'm like, here's the couch, please fill me in. Would you like some water? Like there's, there's nothing, there's not, there's no telling what's going to happen in your day. And that's, that's something that was a, a huge part of me developing not only as a leader, but as a person, because I like a schedule. I like structure. I like things to be in their place. And, you know, this job has just taught me to think on my feet so quickly. 
Why do you think it's important that OSU has student government, that the students are represented in that way? And it takes one student to come into SGA and say, you know, we want this one very specific thing. Um, and then SGA uses the full force of what we have in order to advocate for that student and connect that need with an opportunity to be resolved. And that's something that without student government, we wouldn't have. It's just one student at a time, you know, shouting into the abyss and hoping that somebody hears them. And, you know, I, I, I work for a company and we do um, some college, some college readiness programming. And one of the things we always tell students on those programs is, you know, in college, it's not necessarily about what you know, um, or who you know, both of those things are important, but it's also about who knows you. And that is something that is really, really important when you have a need. Um, a lot of students don't know who to go to. A lot of students don't know who to ask. Student government says, you know, we have this process that allows us to send things directly to the desks of whoever needs to hear these things. And so without that, you know, we, I mean, I'm not saying that students can't do things on their own. Every student is competent and capable. And if with enough willpower, I'm sure things can happen. But it just makes an easier step-by-step -step process to allow students to have their concerns and their needs really heard and listened to. And then how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted your year? I know, you know, you talk about people coming to your office. They're on the second floor of the student union. They can't do that right now. Um, so how has that looked from your perspective? You know, it just means a little bit more emails <laughs> than normal. Um, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. I mean, you know, we obviously are meeting online virtually. And so we have those opportunities for students to come and voice their concerns in Senate meetings. And, um, you know, we want students to ha still have the opportunity to listen in on what's going on to be a part of what's happening just like they would be if we were in case study two at seven o'clock on a Wednesday night you know that's something that we still want to make sure that students have um, and we want to make sure that students know that we're still here um, but it does it does look different you know ultimately you know I don't get to say hi and have my interns come sit in my office and I don't get to meet a student for coffee who has something that they want to talk about or I don't get to hear a new great idea from someone who wants SGA to be a part of something you know those things those spur of the moment things aren't happening um, and for an extroverted type two you know that's really hard um, but you know we're making it you know we we have to be more intentional in the way that we communicate and are there resources that students can use you mentioned your email are there other resources they can use to to reach you all yeah absolutely social media is a huge part of how students reach us um we do have the sga website which you know if people know about it is hit or miss but it, it does it does exist at sga.okstate.edu and every um, leadership member of sga so whether that's in the senate if that's in um, the executive branch if that's even on the the supreme court you know all of those members of you know chairs of committees executive directors things like that they all have business emails that students can contact them on um, so typically a, lo a lot of my time it's not that i'm not willing to help students but you know if a student sends me an email and says, 
hey, I wanted um, to start a club this semester. How do I do that? Then I will send them along to the Committee on Student Organizations Chair. Um, not that I don't want to help them, but they're much better equipped to help them than I am. Um, so if a student ever needs me, you know, this, my email is sgaprez at okstate.edu and they can go there anytime. And even after I'm gone, that's Jaden's email. So, and that will exist until who knows when. Um, but that, that's always the opportunity students have. Okay, let's take a look back at your year and since it will be over on May 1st and kind of coming to a strange end, what are some of the things that you are most proud of that you've accomplished? Uh, you know, the very, very first thing I think about is um, we, this has been an ongoing issue on our campus for over two decades, but um, Murray Hall is something that is a hotly contended topic um, among faculty, staff, students even, um, and has been so for 20 plus years. Um, but we passed a resolution for um, Murray Hall and North Murray Hall to be unnamed. And um, we don't, I do want to clarify that we're not renaming it. There's a whole nother process for that. We did pass legislation actually right before spring break. So our last in-person Senate meeting, which I'm so thankful for, um, we passed that resolution for it to go before the committee and to start the official process of unnaming that building. So this will be the fifth time um, that a piece of legislation has been sent to administrators to have this building unnamed. Now in 2020, in 2017, in 2014, in 2007, 2002, and then there was a piece of legislation that we could find record of, but we couldn't find the legislation in the 90s. Um, so all of this together um, makes five confirmed, potentially even six attempts to rename this building, um, unname this building, excuse me. And so the difference between now and every other time is the Board of Regents last spring approved an unnaming policy process. Um, so something that is exciting about that is, you know, now there's a clear cut way to make this decision and it's not, well, it's going to get fumbled around the desks a little bit until either the students forget or they stop caring. And, you know, now we're really excited because this is something that we've been asking for, for 20 years. Um, and, you know, I've talked a lot with administrators about this and you know this is something that's important to students as well as faculty but obviously I'm not the faculty representative I'm the student representative so it's an issue that students have brought up year after year um, and we're excited to see this process through so the first round of committees that it goes to um, it includes myself the faculty council chair the president of the alumni association the president of the foundation and the um, chair of the staff advisory board and we all actually met and approved to forward it on um, last week which is something i'm really proud of so now we'll go before the fpsu before it gets sent to the president um, and whether the president approves it or not is what will determine if it goes on to the agenda for um, the board of regents so explain why it's important to you to unname that building. Um, for me specifically, you know, personally, you know, I'm a person of color. I'm a woman. And, you know, there are some really complicated things that Governor Murray said about people in my demographic. And, you know, as an individual, as a student, regardless of title, regardless of anything else, you know, that is something that 
I don't love about OSU. That's the, the corner of university and Monroe. That's an important entrance to our campus. And as an institution that is highly, highly recognized for diversity and inclusion, to have that be the first thing that people see when they come onto our campus is something I'm not okay with. Um, as a student body president, you know, time and time again, that was brought to me. Um, we have a, a committee for, or the Multicultural Affairs Committee, MAC, um, is a part of my cabinet. And so Carol Kiata is the director of that. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations. Um, and that, that committee hears a lot of um, issues brought by students of color. And that's not intentional. It's just they do hear a lot of those. And so, you know, those are reported to me and that's a complaint we get all the time. And that's something that's been a continuous complaint for 20 years. So if I have the opportunity as the president of the student body, as the chief representative of the students, you know, it's my obligation to take that further. Well, the SGA president normally has a chance to speak in front of the graduates at graduation. I know that's something that you were preparing for and that's changing. We don't know. We know they're doing it December. We don't know all the details of that yet, but what was your plan for that? Kind of what message did you want to share? You know, I'm going to be completely honest. I am a procrastinator. Um, so I, I am a deep thinker. My friends always joke that I, you know, have these deep, philosophical ideas and things like that. So of course my, uh, my speech would have been sappy and sentimental, but ultimately, you know, at the core of that, um, and I think even more so now where we are with COVID-19 and everything else, you know, than before, the cowboy family doesn't end when we walk across that stage. And, you know, it doesn't stop when you stop seeing your college friends every single day. It doesn't stop when you know we don't get to finish out a semester or even our careers at OSU. It doesn't stop when you know you take a new job or you don't go on a new adventure. You go to a different school for a graduate degree or to do research. You know it doesn't stop there. You don't stop bleeding orange. You don't stop being a cowboy just because you're not here anymore. And so elections just happened and um, you will be passing the gavel, so to speak, to Jaden Kazitz, who will take over on May 1st. Have you all been working together at all in this transition? What does that look like? Oh, absolutely. I talked to Jaden and Luke um, Muller, her um, vice president, uh, at least um, three or four times a week, if not a couple times a day. You know, I just got off that call and they were on it and, you know, it's even if we're not talking on the phone, you know, we're texting, they're saying, well, what about this? And how do we do this? And um, they just got, they're almost done interviewing their cabinet members. Those are, that's due, part of it was due today and the other part is due tomorrow. But, you know, it's just a, been a constant um, doing new things, kind of prepping for this year. And um, I've been, I've been really thankful uh, to get to help them just because, you know, my, my predecessor gave me a really like good tool. You know, we have a president binder and he did a really great job kind of filling that and making sure that I had that information. But I really just wanted to make sure that especially now Jaden and Luke had even more help because not only, you know, are we going to take a reduction in our budget because of um, COVID-19, but now they're trying to navigate all of this from outside of the office. 
So they don't necessarily have the ability to do everything they need to do. Um, and so it's been, it's been really fun to get to help them. And I'm, I'm so excited. They're going to do such a great job. Their passion for students and their needs and is just unbelievable. As Caitlin mentioned, you can go to sga.okstate.edu for more information. You can also reach the new leadership by email at sgaprez.okstate.edu. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.